Yes, sir. Welcome back, haters. The boys are back with another episode of You Hate to See It, where we talk about all the shows you love and hate to see. I'm KP, and as always, I'm here with the magic man, Mikey Dimes. Mikey Dimes, what's up, everybody? I'm here with our chief hater, D. Wild, a.k.a. Dr. Hate. Dr. Hate, Dr. Fate, man, I'm inevitable. I'm here with the movie man, Scotty Tarantino. Bless. What's going on? And man, we got a we got a great episode for you today because we're gonna talk about another amazing episode of Succession. The guys are moonbeamed on edibles. It's election, the night before election night. So without further ado, let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. Tailgate party. General thoughts, fellas. What do we think? I mean, I'll I'll, I'll go off the rip. I, I just think it's crazy how. This show just makes its its money off of literally being in like two rooms a whole episode. Like they legit were in an apartment the whole time and walked between three rooms and still had me like captivated of what's going on. So, hey, like we just talked about before this pod even started, man. AI ain't doing that, man. AI ain't ain't capturing human emotion <laughs> like this. So, hey, hey, I'm, I got I'm, I got my heart with the with the writers. If we striking, we striking. But yeah, great episode, great episode. This man Mike said, we ride at dawn. <laughs> we ride at dawn. I'm with you. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh man. I mean, it's 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 a very like that episode was, I think, after we felt like, you know, the week before was a bit bit slower, a bit of a little snooze fest, you know, they came back with the with the heat, with the pressure, and reminded us exactly why, you know, succession is what it is, man. Came back drop and dropped some big ass bombs at that, you know. So yeah, there were some bombs dropping this. Yeah, I think um, just to kind of piggyback off what you said, Mike, with the um, the fact that they kind of stay secluded to one location and in this one, like three, one location, essentially three, four rooms, whatever it was. Um, I think that adds to the tension of the show because we know the dynamics of character to character, how it goes now. So once you get to uh, you know what I'm saying? Four seasons in, we're at episode seven. There's some tension in that room. It's yeah, you can go ahead and say it's uh all, all uh, secluded to one location, but it's a lot of shit they gotta work out in this room, just as you saw what was going on with uh Tom and Shiv on that balcony. So um yeah, I think that kind of just leans into the that's them leaning into um some of the dramatics they gotta kind of wrap up here with this last season. But um I don't think last episode was a snoozer. I think y'all niggas are hating per usual, but um yeah, this one was definitely brought us back to the action we kind of uh, have been peaking uh, towards since, honestly, since the top of the season. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with that part. All right. So let's let's go ahead and dive right into it, man. Um, Kendall still has kids and they are. Um, well, Sophie, um, obviously, his his adopted daughter, uh, she's like a South Asian. I want to say which country. Which country? Because I don't know that shit. But she's like South Asian girl, adopted daughter of him and Rava, and she's been getting, I guess, uh, kind of harassed. I guess just because of you know who her dad is and the company he runs and stuff like that. So what do we think about this opening scene with Ken and Rava? Um, you know, Ken coming off a huge high in the last episode. He's writing number one in the sand. You know, he's in the, on the beach. You know, he's coming off a high doing that big ass uh, speech. And then gets hit with a reality brick. Remember, nigga, you got kids. <laughs> and really. So what do we think about this first scene? 
Yeah, I mean, I think, was, I think this first scene was was good for Kendall just because it also, as like the audience, we've seen him, or he's had a couple wins, which is very rare for Kendall to string these wins in a row like this. And then, you know, he's feeling all high, and then he kind of gets knocked down to earth because he has to remember, oh, yeah, he does have a family. And I think it's kind of indicative to his personality just because he thinks he's a good guy. So he's like, oh, no, I'm doing this for the kids. I'm doing this to make sure uh, their life is safe. And yada, like, nigga, no, you're not. Stop. <laughs> you barely you don't even know their their birthdays. I guarantee it. Like, you haven't – these kids ain't been in the show in – all season, so I know he, he hasn't been seen or spent any time with them. So, but on the flip side of that, I feel like Robin needs to get off her high horse, in a sense. You know, I feel like she's acting like, well, you got to do something. Bitch, you you are taking the money that this company is making. If you if you don't if you feel this way, you think he is he needs to change. If you want to make a statement, why not just completely disengage with the Roy's? make your own money and live that life. You know what I'm saying? Like it kind of, it seems kind of like she's being a bitch. Like she has a reason to be a bitch, but it's like, bitch, you are not holier than now. Get off your high horse. You know what I mean? She just call your daughter, man. That's it. Man. I mean, yeah, she wasn't even asking for that much. She just said, give him a little emotional support. I mean, she ain't say take away the nanny. She was like, you know, it's like, she was being like, I've been raising the kids. I was like, bitch, you have a nanny. Let's, I was like, let's time out. I'm I was like, bitch, like, you have a nanny. Like, you're not, you're not all of You know what he's trying to do. You know the acquisition's going through. You know he's busy and all that. I get, yeah, call your kid and all that. But, like, it seems she came off a little bit like I'm the one being the parent. When it's like, bitch, yeah, you got a nanny. You're not doing anything. You're not even working. You know what I mean? So, I mean, she is still kind of being the parent, you know, but yeah, more um, I'm just <laughs> more than Kendall. Because like more than Kendall is what I'm saying. It's like if if we're judging on a we're judging on a curve, right? They're rich niggas, so they got nannies. But I'm saying Kendall, like we literally forgot that he had kids, right? <laughs> like at least you're not forgetting that shit with Rava. Like she's seeing the kid. I feel like the last time we saw the kids in a meaningful scene was when Kendall was like sad as fuck at his birthday and like his kids had brought him a gift or whatever from Robin and then he was like flipping out. That was like the last time he cared about his kids because he couldn't find the gift, right? And now the next time we hear about it, I totally forgot that he had an ethnically diverse child. I was just like, what what white kid is getting getting bullied? And then I remembered, I was like, oh yeah, he does have like a, you know, a a South Asian adopted daughter or whatever. Literally forgot. Yeah, and at the same time, he's pushing and like a, a a a basically a Nazi, like that they openly call a Nazi to be president, right? And and pumping that into the mainstream. So it's like it's 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 very kind of do. He's just like his fucking dad, right? He's a piece yeah, of shit. The, the I was just about to say to straddle the line um, on what Mike was saying. I don't think. This wasn't a situation where I was looking at Robert like she was the one like, all right, you're twisting the knife. Like, I think on the birthday night when she was talking about the kids gift, when she saw Kim was rattled, because I still don't know for a fact that uh, there was a birthday gift from the kids. Only because she said the thing about the bunny wrapping paper after he killed the after the rabbit got sick because he was feeding them bagels. So I don't even know for a fact that there was a gift from the kids. But nonetheless, she does little stuff like that to poke at him. So I see why he reacted the way he did. But this time she was 100% just being like, yo, call your kid. Like, <laughs> she's getting bullied because of something you're doing. 
And now you're sitting here pointing to me, talking like, well, where were you? Like, that's not going to happen either. So I see why the, the loose little rift happened, but we know Ken don't care about them damn kids. Like, that's not going not gonna change. That's not a damn thing, man. <laughs> he had a school for like half a second when uh Kendall, oh it's Kendall, excuse me. Uh when Logan was gonna feel what's his son's name, Oliver or something like that. Iverson. He was trying to Iverson, Iverson, yeah. He was trying to feed him uh the mozzarella, whatever, when uh him and Logan had the standoff. And that was like the one time I was like, Oh, he might actually care about these kids, but in actuality, that was just him being scared again of, of pop. So yeah, Kendall, Kendall not fool nobody with this. This yeah, whole acting as, as much as I we do. Be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he like turned it up like that and like made it such a big thing because he knows like I'm Kendall Roy, like this is we're in the middle of the street in New York City. Eyes might be on me, someone might have a camera or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like optics of it. Like it might make him look like he's fighting for his family, that type thing, just to kind of boost his own narrative. I don't put anything past him, but yeah, he wasn't uh, he wasn't fooling me talking about uh <laughs> this for the making the world a better place for the kids. Yeah, that's, a joke. A joke. that's a joke. <laughs> the niggas all cap, man. The niggas all cap. We know this yeah. though. He's, but he's been performative since he did the other shit. Like, oh, fight the power on the step. Like, should I do it? Should I do fight it? Like that nigga is all performative, bro. You're the patriarch. <laughs> oh yeah, fight the patriarch. <laughs> right, tweet, bad tweet now, man. That's what I want to see. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so let's let's go forward a little bit. Um, so we also in the cold open we get a scene with Tom and Shiv. Um, it looks like they're they're you know tentatively back, you know, and we'll talk about uh, their conversation that they have a little later. But you know, tentatively back, you know, there's a weird little gift giving. You know, they're sending the freaky text back and forth. So you know, beginning of the episode, did did you think that like Tom and Shiv were like really like really back? Like you know, we're gonna work this thing out. You know, because it looked good in the last app. Hell no, hell no. I've been saying, see, I was saying after last step for sure. I was like, yeah, go ahead and chalk this up. Let's move on. Let's go ahead and end this. Let's go ahead and uh, uh, sever these ties as peacefully as possible. Well, not peacefully because I I got what I wanted. I wanted to get 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 tense, ugly. I like that. Not confrontation. Um, but yeah, I wanted, I need that. I needed that to be over. So this little, the gift giving situation, she took it to the blood. I think it was a corny joke by Tom, but she took it to the blood. So like it became something. And then she decided to take it too far by literally having him troll around this house with that shitty wine that nobody wanted and, and proceed to tell everybody like, yeah, he's going to be out. But, uh, I, I got an inside, uh, uh, conversation with, with Mattson saying that, uh, Tom might be out, you know what I'm saying? T- to everybody in the function. So. Yeah, I think uh, that little back and forth they had leading up to, uh, like I said, the conversation on the balcony, uh, he definitely played a role in it. But she, per usual, she just can't can't take a take a lump. She's got to twist the knife and go balls to the wall every time. She does too much. She like yeah, she was- enjoys putting that nigga down. Like she enjoys literally just bullying that nigga. Right. Like that's that's what their relationship dynamic has always been. She's just it's basically been cucking him the whole show. Like, and 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 the sexting, bro, that nasty shit. Like I I did not need to see that nigga say I'm rock hard from like three rounds. So I was over there saying, I'm exhausted because I was too far in. I was elbow deep in the pussy. Like, chill out, bro. It was really, (laughs) it was really over there getting freaky deaky at they B 
big grown ages, bro. <laughs> well, that was what having sex. Shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like that was a. I feel like that was a strange cold open, to be honest. Because it didn't, even, it didn't really even feel like it was really part of the show. I was like, oh, I guess the, I guess the show started. And then, like, what kind of, like, yeah, what kind of gift is that? She or Tom gave her a crystallized scorpion, like, because she makes a point. It's like, yeah, Tom, what, the, what if I gave you a snake? Because you're a fucking snake. It's like, yeah, I mean, that wouldn't be a good gift. So I think Tom did that just to kind of, you know, like we were saying, give her, give her a little jab to see like what she would do. Because Tom knew, like, he, he had to know that yeah, this is a shitty gift. Let yeah. me see, see how far I could take this, but. It was just a, a strange cold open, but as cool. soon as that happened, I was like, I see the trying to work on it. I'm sorry? She said that nigga go to jail for good. Like, he was going to go to jail, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was really damn bad. So he makes a little joke, and you're going to take it You gonna take it that far? She's wild. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, that's, that's I mean, the kind of... Yeah, this the kind of joke you make when, you're like, you're not really over some shit. You, like, you give a little jab, like, a little nuts. Like, I remember you did that, that fucked up shit that, like, we cool, but... I'm not over it. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, so some real aggressive shit. Yeah, after that scene, I was like, okay, man, you know, they saying they back, but I know something's gonna happen at this party. Uh and it did. And they, and they invited that nigga, they invited that nigga Nate. Nate yeah. came back. That shit was she was like, I couldn't, I couldn't get out of it. He's like, really, nigga? That was crazy. He invited she invited that nigga Nate. And then also was telling everybody that he was about to get fired. Talk about kicking a nigga while he down, bro. All right, so, so do, you, do we want to get into Thomas Shiv now, or, or do we want to want to wait? Man, no, we we just, let's just jump yeah. in. Yeah, we might as well jump in, man. We done we done danced around it. Yeah, All right, so yeah, this is like is- the this is like the main you know centerpiece of the episode for me. Well, not the centerpiece, but like this is like a regular episode, a succession. Until this conversation happened, because that shit. First of all, on the balcony, crazy. It's, it's, is the glasses see through? Is it not? Like, what if anybody cared to look look outside? But apparently, like hella soundproof. Which I was like, that's <laughs> like these motherfuckers yelling on the balcony and nobody can hear them. That shit fire, bro. But man, Tom finally got his shit off his chest. Man, I I, I love to see it. You know, he's been holding that shit in. Three seasons, four seasons. Three years, bro. <laughs> like, I know that shit felt like a fucking weight off his chest, man. Like so, and hey, he pretty much won the argument, man. He pretty much won, you know, as far as I'm concerned. So, what did y'all think about this amazing scene? Um, yeah, let me let me hear, it. let me hear it. He he definitely got all his bars off because when this when this uh, scene started. I was I was kind of watching and I was like, oh shit, they getting into it. And I this is like one of the first times like I actually leaned forward on the couch and was just like, oh, they like he he's getting everything off he had to get off. I mean, he made all the valid points, and it feels like that Shiv was just kind of um like doing all she can to defend herself, like saying like all these little things, like, yeah, I mean that's true, but that doesn't trump everything that you've done to me in this relationship. Oh, you betrayed me. Bitch, you were you were willing to send me to jail for life. Like because she I mean, really you, tried to rebuttal with you offered. You offered to go. Like, no, was that a real offer? Here's the thing, though. Shiv did not lie with anything that she said, though. I mean, like, Tom didn't lie either, but Shiv wasn't lying. Like, Tom is a servile person. He's going around trying to suck everybody's dick. 
literally Madison was like, I'm about to take a shit in your husband's mouth. And <laughs> Tom was like, and he's, about to tell, and he's about to tell me it tastes good, bro. Like, like I, Yeah, like we know Tom is a hoe, bro. Like, so, you know, everything that she has said is true. But, like, obviously, I feel like a villain in this in this situation. This is just not a good relationship. I mean, you can skew it to make it true. But I think she was definitely... She's kind of like making more of it than there really was. I do agree that he is, uh, will she say servile or whatever? whatever. He is very much so. The thing I do is, agree with that. It, I feel like it. I feel like Tom was saying like all the things that Shiv had done shitty, which obviously mm-hmm. was very true. But Shiv was just saying like truthful things, but also saying truthful things while trying to hurt this nigga as well, even further. It's like Tom just he's just laying out the facts of what was happening and why he's reacted the way he's done. And Shiv was like, Yeah, but you did yeah, but you know, you knew all this and you're a bitch. You're a fucking corn fed uh what is it, what is it, what is it called? Yeah, like, she's a corn fed hick. I was, was like, like was was that extra was, was those equitive necessary? So it's cause I mean it's Tom he loves her. Yeah, Tom was like legit. He was like, this hurts me. He's like, I love you. I don't think maybe that you're not the best mother. Like even his big bomb at the end, bro. He said that shit so nicely. They were like, bitch, you're a shit mother. Like he said, like is what he should have said or something. Like you're incapable of, you know, being able to parent children. Like, you know, and like he even danced around saying that, right? Do you, that's do you guys about- think that Tom loves you? Go ahead. I was saying, do you guys think Tom loves Shiv? Like when he like, do you legitimately think he does? Oh yeah, yeah. I think so too. Which is thing she was trying to say like, oh, you did it for like her comebacks were like, oh, but you did it for the money. Oh, you just wanted to be next to my dad. Like, well, yeah, this stuff's true, but like, given everything that happened before, that's the only reason it's true. Because he wasn't rocking like that before. He would literally no, come to you and be like, yo, what is our plan? What are we doing? What is this? You know what I'm saying? He was coming to you before he did anything. He wasn't sneaking off to tell, ask Logan, uh, hey, is there anything you need me to do? Because no, he wasn't doing none of that. He was coming directly to you. And now you want to sit here and flip the script now? That's not going to happen. B, the fact that he never brought up the, even in that situation, I feel like there was another bar he could have got off. He could have went off on the whole situation, well, situation, about the fact that uh, that Nate was there. He didn't even touch that. He didn't touch her. He didn't touch her relationship with her mom and dad. He just said, "I just think you you're incapable of love." But he could have really got uh, got into that. He could have got into the fact that that's why your brothers don't fuck with you. He really could. <laughs> he could have. He, he he really left. He really left half the clip in, in, in bro. Nigga, nigga could have unloaded the clip, and she she really she really went all out, and that nigga like really had a lot that he could have fired back at. That's why I'm saying nigga showed an amazing amount of restraint. Bro. I'm saying he tried to keep it real peaceful, and I respect that. That's why I wanted him. I was, let him talk. Let him talk. Because he could have <laughs> went so crazy, but they kept why- they kept PG thirteen. That's what he's arguing. That's when the arguments you get in, and then when it's over, you think of like more shit you should have said. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, this. No, wrote this shit down and cooked. That was, that was a great scene. I was like on the edge of my seat. I was like, thank God, it's been a long time coming. Tom ain't ain't missed yet, and just the fact that. Shiv reacted the way she did by doing the put down. Yeah, like I said, she had some, she had her, her troop bombs too, but just like it amazes me because from the just from what I kind of know, yeah, Tom's a servile dude. He's kind of a bitch sometimes and he's a people pleaser, but 
I kind of feel like at his heart, he he is very similar to Greg. And it's like, I mean, yeah, I'm I feel like I'm a good person. I feel like deep down, like he is a good person. He's just kind of a victim to the circumstances. Like he's just trying to survive in this billionaire world the best he can, as kind of Greg is as well. But it's just like it was just a great scene that was a long time coming. And I'm I I'm curious to see what the fallout of that will be in the next episode. Yeah, yeah. All right. Because I was going to ask if there's a way back for them, do you think? Because because Shiv has no one, literally no one. Nobody fucks with Shiv. Tom is the only person. So I don't know where Shiv goes from here if if it's not with Tom. I think Shiv's too proud to even want to even have to come back and grovel to Tom, to be honest. I think she'd rather be put a bullet in me rather than have to, um, you know, have to grovel or or be vulnerable. Yeah, she's gonna take her chances with her brothers, man. At that point, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't I know. Think, I think she definitely. I mean, without jumping ahead to next episode, I think she has to like double down on like you got to bet on yourself now because just like you said, she got nobody. You know what I'm saying? This the election's kicking off. Like maybe you can pivot this into something, but like you, you're Dolo. If the, if the, whether this deal goes through or not, you don't have you don't have a leg to stand on. Damn. Um, do you do you guys think that Tom will go to the brothers and be like, "Yeah, she's been plotting against you guys on this deal to kind of even like Donald says, twist the knife," just because again, she has no one. They're they're having the falling out. You think Tom can just take it one step further? And like, fuck you, bitch. Yeah, guys, she's been trying to fuck the deal the whole time for you guys. I don't think they have a, a need to fuck with him at this point now either. Yeah, I think I mean, Tom. after especially after he's they they were there when he was going when he told Shiv like apparently everybody's going around saying that I'm gonna get fired and they was like loyal servant Tom like they're just kind of blowing him off too. So they, I'm not gonna say nobody fucks him, but like if he were to come to them with that information, it's just kind of like okay, cool, like we've got a plan anyway. So that's not that's not a big value to them or him. Yeah. I don't think. I got a theory about Tom's fate, but I'll save that for the end when we do our predictions and all that stuff. But yeah, amazing, amazing scene. Line of the argument for me was, it's not your fault that you never got your dad's approval. I gave you so much approval and it never filled you up because you're broken with the hand gesture. Yeah, with the hand gesture. That was a ball. That was a dub for men everywhere right there. Yeah, <laughs> All right. So let's move, let's move through this party, you know, with the grace of uh, Lucas Matson, which is none. So, you know, there's this big party, you know, they have the tailgate party every year for the election. Logan usually hosts it and it's just a bunch of powerful political and media players um, watching, you know, the election. You know, like it's kind of like it's not a joke to them, but it's not as serious, you know, as, you know, the humans are taking. Like we see Kendall's daughter getting pushed on the street. There's anti-ATN groups. And these motherfuckers, you know, uh, raffling popcorn over who can see who gets the closest electoral college vote guess, you know what I'm saying? So it's like it's two different worlds, you know. Like we could say that Rava, you know, is living like a kept woman with a nanny and all that shit, but like she's closer to real life than these motherfuckers are. So 
I just thought that was hella interesting. Um, so what did you guys think about kind of like the setup of the party? Do you think these like, happen in real life? And then, you know, what do we think about Matson's entrance into the party during the moment of silence? No, yeah, that was, uh, first of all, Matson just peaked dickhead again. I mean, I don't think he, I don't think he planned on coming in right when, you know, Ken was doing that, but it's like, of course he does. You know what I mean? Yeah, has some good writing. That's yeah, some good writing. It's just, a, of, of, of course he does. And this is not a good episode for your boy Matson, KP. I know he's your king, but hey, this is a terrible episode for him, bro. Hey. Terrible episode. Hey man, after we reviewed the facts, man, there was some stuff that came out, and niggas, niggas are willing to reassess. I mean, I still don't got no faith in any of the kids because they're all shit. So like, I still don't got no faith in the kids because they're all shit. Hey, I'm gonna go ahead and say it right now. I'm still Team Matson, nigga. <laughs> like that, that nigga still has that nigga still has a successful business. Without any, I was like, you know, man, shit, man. Don't think about the jump ship. I can see it. I'm just hey, man, saying, niggas still hey. has a successful business. Like he's got some. It, it so he got some bots. So he got some bots, bro. Like chill out. Who does it? Who does it? I don't got bots. Shit. Check your story like well, uh-huh. What were you saying earlier? Yeah, I think I think in real life this shit happens all the time. It's like, what did, what did um, yeah. I can't remember who said it? It was, uh, but they called Nate the Kingmaker. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean that's they're the, the people in there are essentially the ones who are uh, electing, you know, air quotes, electing the the next leader of the free world. So, I mean, they're probably in there. This is just like another fucking Tuesday night for them. This is this should definitely happen in a. A beautiful upscale loft apartment in New York with a bunch of what did Tom say? Like forty, like the richest people in the world, and you're you're all telling them I'm about to get fired. Like this shit is just a a, a common occurrence. I feel like absolutely well, every four years. Yeah, ago, rich. So. I mean, we get I mean, we rich get people do it for the finger foods in this too. <laughs> did y'all see like the little mini burger joints they had? Yeah, them good. Yeah, like little mini burgers. The with, the, with, the, with the American flag in it, they were sprinkling the cheese on the yeah. mac and cheese too. Bro, they had the, like the little small things. I don't know what kind of small thing of French fries that was, but they like they said a bunch of different kinds of finger fr- finger foods. I was like, this would be a fly little joint to go to if you just kind of like yeah. that's a good but American. I don't, I'm not really gonna have to say nothing. I'm just gonna have to kind of mingle and just eat some snacks with some rich, some some fly rich folks. Yeah, I'm in. I get geeked up and go to the go to the tailgate party for sure. Hey, them them niggas was geeked. So like the, the weed was flowing, boy. God, man. Man, Oscar, boy, Oscar, Oscar, Mike, Oscar's a real dickhead, bro. He would have <laughs> his hands for real. All them Swedes are dicks, man. He blew the smoke in Greg's sweet. face, and Greg Greg kind of like, oh, like, like, all right, like let's let's sit, let's sit down and talk, man. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I can't wait for here to break bread with you. He really blew the vape smoke right in that nigga's face and called him a nah, dingleberry. Dingleberry. That's what it was. I was trying to remember what it was. He was like, come on. He's like, ah, fucking cockroach, dingleberry. Like, bruh, that nigga was really, he was, bruh, he was on that nigga Greg's ass. I was like, damn. Nah, yeah, all right, so, hey, Greg him, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. All right. So let's, let's talk about kind of the plan. Um, and, you know, like a lot of people, 
like that TikTok I sent y'all, they made jokes about like succession, how like the business speak is just, it's not it's like, so outlandish. yeah, it's not coherent, <laughs> but like, it's just like, like bullshit, you know, it's jargon. And, and I'm uh, glad you said that too. It's jargon because like these niggas talking about our let's we're at the party, let's go regulatory. You go, what the fuck does that mean, bro? Yeah, yeah, what the fuck does that mean? They just be saying shit. I be having like every now and again I'd be having to pause and be like, fuck analogy are they making? Like and then have to think through like what's the fucking analogy that they make? Because they're so just fucking off the wall. Like who the fuck talks like that, bro? Hey, no one, but like this is the thing. Like, I feel like I can kind of speak Roy now, you know, semi years. <laughs> but go regulatory, that lost me. So does anybody have any any hey, ideas? Man, I want to I wanted to say that I I don't know what the fuck that meant, but uh, there's been a lot of times in this show where they get into a lot of jargon and they start just saying wild shit, and I'm just like I'm just shaking my head, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. And like meanwhile, I just don't look like an idiot, especially to you guys. I'm like. Low key, I don't, I don't know what the hell they talking about. But like, I, I got like, you know, I get context clues put together. But it's like, man, they are saying some shit that I've never heard before. And well, I think those, though, half of those regulatory organizations, I was like, are those even real? Like, I was like, I know some of these are, but some of them, I was like, some of them sounded real, made up too, bro. Well, that, that's, I think that's what kind of led me to real to have an idea, or at least to get through enough of an idea to get through the episode with some semblance of a plan in my head. Yeah. When they said like DOJ, FTC. Yeah, uh, FTC. those ones are real ones. FCC, yeah. those are real ones. Then they said like FEIC or something. I was like, hey, this shit must be European or something because I ain't never, that's what I just chalked it up to. I was like, this must be EU something, bro. Yeah, exactly. There's obviously stuff that was going over my head, but I just assumed they meant like, it's kind of what I've been trying to say. They realized like, yo, this dude doesn't really know what he's talking about either. Like, they got to have some shit going on. Like, let's go regulatory. I think they just meant, like, let's go, like, comb, fine tooth comb through this paperwork and see if we can find them slipping. And I think that's essentially what they were going to try to do. So he he's going to, Nate, who has connections with DOJ, like, find somebody who has uh, the right connection. Like, yo, just just kind of poke around at uh, Gojo for a while and see what you can find. I think that's essentially what they were, what his plan is, just to kind of slow the deal down or if it is enough to get him to stop the deal. Stop the deal altogether. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Businessman Tom in the building. <laughs> so money P. Do we want to let's talk about the let's talk about the Swedes for a second. So we got we got Matson, we got Oscar, and we Oscar got with a K. Oscar with oh, a K. No, he says he says my number two is Moonbeam non edibles and my Senior comms hates talking to people, so all right, this is this, this is a, is a C team at best right now because fucking Matson is a wild card. You know what I'm saying? I still I still think he's got he's got some juice. You know what I'm saying? I still think that he's a better business person than Ken and Rome, but he's just like he's a wild card, bro. Like he's really like Draymond, bro. You never know what the fuck he gonna do, man. He might he might nah, kick nuts. You know, he might sexually harass you in the middle of the function and bully you, bully your senior comp into revealing important information that could tank your company. So, that you was know, crazy. Like, yeah, so I'm I think that's probably my favorite jewel from the episode. The fact that she revealed not only the 
the story about the blood, him selling bricks of blood, not selling, but uh, mailing her bricks of blood. The fact that that was true, and the fact this nigga don't write no code. (laughs) She said he's not even a coder. I was like, somebody gave him a box of tech, and we built that image. I was like, Ebba was really. I was like, nigga. You are bullying the wrong person. Why are you bullying someone that can expose the shit out of you? But it's like, it, it, it really didn't make any sense. I think they're very much making parallels to like him and Elon. That's why I see like, you know, if if Logan and the Roys and all that shit are like Rupert Murdoch, right? And that family like this, they're really trying to parallel him to like Elon Musk in terms of like, oh, he, sa- he says he's one thing and really he's like a poser. But, you know, I mean, is is kind of what I'm getting. And he's really like actually kind of kind of awkward. Right. He was he's just like I, it's it, it's just not well thought out. Kids, bro. He just ain't in the family. Hey, I think at least I think he's a little. I still think he's a little better than the kids, right? I still think he's better than the kids because Elon. You know, we thought that nigga was fucking up when he got Twitter, and yes, he did. But nigga is still a fucking billionaire. He's just not the richest one anymore. Let me let me get a second to to defend my boy right quick, man. All right, so hey, floor is yours. Look, man. man all right, yes. Look, look. Name one genius who ain't crazy, bro. <laughs> Quoting quote a crazy genius at that. <laughs> All right, so what? He's not a coder. Neither is Elon Musk. Neither was Steve Jobs. Who gives a fuck? They got the vision. That's all you motherfucking need. But he's, was, been, he's been popping shit about his code. That's the problem. It ain't your code. Because that's <laughs> your code. Nigga got the copyrights. Nigga got the trademarks to it. He owns it. Like, Kendall gonna tell me I can't code? Nigga, can you code? And, okay, so the Indian numbers are a little boosted. One, who among us? Kendall just told people they was gonna live 50 extra years if they moved if they move into the into the prison camp, into the the Waystar Royco prison camp, they will they will have an eternal life. Waystar Jesus, isn't that what Shiv called him? Waystar genius, Waystar Jesus. So yeah, Matson may be a little bit of a bullshit artist, but they all are. They all are. So I'm gonna pick the one that has at least built something himself. I just want us all to come to agreement that he is a bullshit artist and that's all this is. Y'all were trying to tell me this man is the son of God. Yeah. KP is trying to say that. Don't don't lump me in with KP, man. Hey, I, we, might have, we might have to revisit the tape, bro, because I'm pretty sure I was getting ganged up on. <laughs> he was buying the whole shit. I mean, look, hey, look, if we still doing a head-to-head Ken and Matson, I still think Ken loses that. <laughs> like, I, I still... Kids, but I think there's just, based on, like the like I said, the the way things play, I think there's a way that, that he's not in it, then they can kind of keep, whether it's ATM, whether it's something, I don't know what. But I, I enjoy the way this playing out, and we can see that Matson is, is Plato. He's a fraud. Hey. Hey, it's not a series until the team wins a game on the road, man. Hey, the, the Roy boys came back home down. Came back in New York, yeah. Came down, and, and they got one. They got one at home. They held serve. So we, even though even though he was kind of shitting on New York, he's like, this shit ain't nothing to Singapore. Soul. That's he's like, this ain't, 
<laughs> like Master deleted the tweet last week. He Waste deleted the tweet last week. That ain't That's back. Hey, and then and then it dropped again. He said the dip. He said the he said the eternal life dip has faded. The eternal. Life. I'm counting my wins right now. So right now it's looking pretty even. That's all I'm saying. Oh, they had to be in person to to uh you know play a game, but I guess tweets count now. To, to be count as a W. I'm just saying if we if we still going on the head to head, I'm still probably inking out Masson. It just might not be in five or six no more. You know, he might push them to he might push them to their game seven, right? But okay. do you really think Ken Ken's plan of reversing the deal and acquiring and going back to acquiring Gojo is going to be successful? Absolutely not. His plans don't work. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, I think somehow, some way, Romans like does just enough in the background. Shiv does just enough, and then they can all come to agreement. Like, hey, this is what we're gonna do. Boom. And I think that's how this whole thing gets resolved. But I don't think Masson runs off and fleeces the whole fan. That's just no. crazy. I don't see that. Yeah, especially what I episode. I don't, I don't think see him that nice enough to do that. Especially now that Frank and them have eyes on the fact this dude's a chump. Yeah. yeah. Just right. knowing what we know now from this episode with Madsen, I just can't see him running off with the company now. I feel like the, there's too many people involved now that know that his numbers are fake for them just to let that happen. So I'm curious to see what Roman's going to do because I, I feel like the last, we haven't had, he haven't had a good Roman episode in the last two. He's kind of been on the sideline. They've been letting Kendall cook. They've been, she's kind of been doing her thing and she kind of just had her fall. So I'm curious to see what, Roman is going to do to kind of uh, move the needle a little bit. That's, that's an excellent, excellent segue, Mike, because we haven't talked about Roman yet today on this pod. But he had a, a very interesting, interesting party. So let's kind of start uh, from the beginning. He, he receives a phone call from uh, Jared Minkins camp and he that he wants to tell his own brother to drop out of the race for Jared Mankin. Which was pretty fucked up to me, but it gave us a Nazi as well. Let's make it very clear: Jeremy is is they literally refer to him as the Nazi. Minkin sucks, but this gives us some great content with Connor. You know, trying to weigh whether he wants to continue his presidential bid or maybe cash in on an ambassadorship with the Minkin organization. So I must ask, fellas. If you are in Connor's position, are you thugging it out 10 more hours? Pokemon go to the polls? Or are you taking Bro. that that Oman ambassadorship? If Connor yeah. was smart, nah, man. Nah, I would not take that that ambassador. That would be a terrible idea for him to, to do that. Because obviously, Meekin is a little threatened because he thinks he's going to skew the polls a little bit in uh, not in his favor if he's asking him to drop out the race. And he spent so much money already. Why would that that just be such like at least see it through, man? Like you've already spent millions and millions of dollars just for you to drop out a day before the race, man. See what you get, man. I mean, like you said, anything can happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? So let's, I think right, let's, let's be realistic here. Hey, I remember correctly, Mike said he was voting for Connor. Over I me, guess Mike yeah. is <laughs> over, I mean, over Minkin probably, but I mean, anything is anything. Let's be real. The American public is not voting for Connor over Minkin. It might be 1% in a couple states where it's a close call, but I, I don't think that nigga should take Oman. I think that nigga should hold out exactly. for a better posting, but he exactly. could get a G10. 
that nigga, they're like, oh, they're not going to send you anywhere with nuclear codes. I said, let's wait till hour one and see if they don't change. That nigga might be on one of them. Nigga, nigga, he's like Slovenia. He's like, nah, he could, he could get a better posting. He got to go. If he gets Oman, first of all, I didn't even know that was a real country. Secondly, Willa going to have to head to toe in the hijab in there. Like, nigga, nigga paid for an escort wife and won't even be able to see her. That shit sound ass, bro. The poor man's Saudi Arabia, the rich man's Yemen. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's crazy, bro. Poor man's Saudi Arabia. Another point, but I think Connor should go ahead and take it because now you have a real job. You know what I'm saying? Like, now you're doing something. And you're somewhere where your brother and sisters aren't shitting on you every five seconds and people aren't laughing at your, you know what I'm saying, fake printout to you on the in Time magazine or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like you can pretend to be such it's a perfect environment for him to pretend to have a regular life. So yeah, yeah go ahead and really- take that. Cut you with <laughs> In a, in a place where he got to be avoiding bomb threats? Nigga, y'all thinking he can't get a better posting than Oman? Like yeah, he, damn, was, was, he can't get he can't get one decent European country or something. Like come on, yeah, he might be onto something there. But all I know that's is what nigga, I'm saying. I'm just nigga couldn't like can't give him Sweden, Switzerland, something like damn. They got too much. They got too much power, man. Don't they? Man, that's I why mean, they yeah. But he also can swing five states. I was like, five states a lot. <laughs> they said four to five states. And he said he wanted to work his way up uh, through the Balkans in Europe. So I mean, he said Berlin by Christmas, which is crazy. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. I was like Berlin. I was like Germany's like a top ten country in the like. You're wildly Connor, but hey, I think I think he actually does have a good bit of leverage. He should definitely hold out for more than just a random country in the Middle East that most of us didn't know existed. Like if like literally point me at a map and say point out Oman, I and with guns in my head, I'd be like, just pull the trigger, my guy. Like I'm not, I'm not getting it, bro. I'm not gonna lie, I looked it up on the map and it's like right next to Saudi Arabia and the in Dubai. So hey man, that shit could be a good spot, bro. You can go hit Dubai every week, you know what I'm saying? Where they have slaves and women. <laughs> you mean these are the countries that we're talking about? Remember. Like he's we also talking about a young man, or not young. Connor's father is Logan Roy. Thank nothing, you. Nothing off the wall for him. This is that sounds house. like they have more motive to murder that nigga. What do you mean? The, Logan Roy, the ATN, that is an openly racist and, and Nazi organization, definitely racist against Middle Eastern people. You don't think that gives them motive to want to car bomb him? Connor got no pool, bro. That car blew <laughs> no up. Cool. You know, a, a car blew up and Connor Roy might have been. People would be like, Connor Roy? Who does he play for? <laughs> <laughs> chill, All I'm chill. saying is if, if he's getting offers to drop out the race, he can hold out for a better position. Like that's I said, what, you've that's what I'm saying. It's, 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 you can get it. If, you, if Oman's your best offer, man, just keep running, man. Because either way, you're still rich. People, if you if you working in Oman versus not working in America, people are still gonna think the same of you. So, yeah, just just keep it keep it thugging, man. That's yeah, real. Just give me give me albeit he can go back to his compound in Arizona. Like, at that point, Oman not. Be- oh, I was like, at least at least give me a better scenery. I'm looking Arizona. at the same shit, Arizona. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and safe. Shit, crazy. I was like, hey. and safe. Facts. Like, come on. 
All right, so let's move to Roman's other, uh, you know, encounter uh, in the night with Jerry. He just gets posterized here, which I love to see, man. But I did think this kind of felt like a send off for Jerry's character. Like, okay, she's out. She wants to do her own thing. She's threatening legal action if they try to, you know, um, undermine whatever she has Carolina say about her. Roman acting like he wanted to play tough, but then she's like, I'm going to drop them dick pics, nigga. And then it was a wrap. So <laughs> I feel like this is the end of the road for Jerry, the character. Have we seen the last of her? I hope not. I think not. But I get exactly. I was thinking the same thing. Like, this would be an easy way to just tie it up. I mean, given the fact that I think over the next, is this nine or 10 episodes this season? Y'all know? It is 10? 10? Well, we still have the funeral episode and obviously the election episode. So I don't know where she would fit in. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know where she fits in there, but like, I definitely hope to get some more, more Jerry bars. Cause I do think, um, I mean, I don't know how important it was to anybody else, but the fact that, uh, Shiv doesn't have anybody and it was alluded to, I want to say last episode that Jerry is Shiv's godmother. Maybe it was two episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that was the last episode. I think, yeah. yeah, I think there's a a, re, a way, excuse me, for Shiv to like bounce back, but she needs to start like stop being an asshole and start asking folks for some help. Start using your resources and stop go, like using your resources from a, the aspect of like, how can I use this person to like she is with Matson? How can I use this person to get what I want versus like, hey, I actually need help. I have an idea of something I want to execute. Can you help me do this? Because I think Jerry would at the drop of a dime in this situation, at least, um, just because of how severe the situation is, I think she would absolutely um, back Shiv and if Shiv were to come to her with some kind of plan. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I also don't anticipate uh, Jesse Armstrong making a script for Thomas Washington. So uh, if he doesn't put Jerry in it anymore, I completely understand. We, She said what she had to say to Roman. She left him – spiraling continue to spiral so um yeah i don't see any reason for her to to leave or but also see um why she will a way she could come back um in one of the later episodes episodes i can i i I completely agree with tom's sentiment on that like i feel like i hope that she's not uh you know she's done her character's done because i'm a fan of jerry but just the way if they were to wrap up a character, I mean, then, yeah, that, I feel like that would be a good way for her to go out. Just um, with like we knew those dick pics were going to come back to haunt Roman at some point anyway. Right. I think everyone knew that. So if that's how it is. Then, and then that's fine. But if she is back, I don't think that it's going to be Roman and Jerry anymore. I think it would be like you said, Tom, it would be all right. Shiv needs to make a move. Who can I get on my team that has experience and you know, can get the job done, Jerry. What What do you got for me? So, um, if she's off the show, damn, let's pour one out for. Her. But I don't, I don't think that she should be, and I think there's still more for her character to do. Essentially, okay, yeah, I think she'll be back for the funeral. I don't think we'll see her next week, but she'll be back for the funeral. And I think she loves the game it's too much. You know? I think she loves like doing what she does. So that's why I feel like it's gonna be hard for her just to take a back seat now. Yeah, and she's the only one that's good at it. Literally, the only person that's worth it. And she told him, she was like, I could have got you there, Roman. Because, like, Roman, right? Roman is about, if, as I was like, and I think we'll probably touch on this next, 
Kendall is actively scheming to cut Roman out. Like he he thinks that that nigga is being erratic, which he was. Nigga went on a firing spree last episode, just randomly. You know, somebody I was like, when somebody hurt his feelings, he was just like, "Well, fuck you, you're fired." As like, you know, but that's not like an effective way to to run a company because you know eventually you're gonna run out of people to fire, right? Especially if you're follow firing qualified people. So yeah, here let's 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 take a quick little little stock of. Roman's L's in the past few episodes. Pre-grieved, obviously, didn't Did work. Not pre-grieved because ended up cussing out Matson. Ended up cussing out Matson. Fires uh, two senior women in the company. One being his partner in crime, Jerry Kelman, and gets dunked on by Jerry. Cusses out his brother and his wife over a Nazi, and now. This guy has to speak at the funeral in front of some of the most powerful people in the world. And he's clearly not okay. So Roman crash and burn, I'm putting all, I'm betting the house on it. I'm go, go all in. On Roman crashing out like a bum. Because this shit might be this shit might be as bad as Kendall doing a rap for Logan's birthday. <laughs> like we might look back at back at this episode and be like, which I Kendall got some cringe moments. Like, but but Roman might might really be I could just see him spiraling in front of everyone as he's trying to do the eulogy. Yeah. I think it'd be sadder for a Roman a Roman spiral than Kendall spiral because we're you know we expect Kendall spiral. You know what I mean? Roman don't want to spiral, but it's like, ooh, when he's like, when he's going down, he's going down bad. You know what I mean? Like Kendall, yeah, he goes yeah. down bad, but it's like, man, it's Kendall. We expect that. Roman is like, all right, he might be able to do something. Nope, mm, this is not looking good. <laughs> I don't think he's going to get able to come back. Yeah. Through this point, all through all what three, three and a half seasons so far, we've seen Ken down bad a million times, and like it ended the season where he was down the worst. We've seen shit in the season down the absolute worst. We've never seen Roman like really shit the bed. So I, it does feel like the, his his time has come to roost. But um, I don't think it happens at the funeral. I think maybe like a big picture, like this, some, some shit goes down. But I don't think he loses it at the funeral. That'll be that's a bad look. Okay. All right. Speaking of buying and selling stocks, <laughs> Ken and Frank, the boys are back. I know Tom buying all the Kendall and Frank stock, but I must ask my reason. No, I'm not. <laughs> hey man, hey, well shit, somebody was. Was it Mike? Look, well, I well, well, I'll let you go ahead and finish it. With you. Yeah. <laughs> anybody want this Kendall and Frank stock, man? Come on, man, reverse Viking. Anybody? Anybody? Reverse Viking. See, that's some stupid shit they be saying. Reverse Viking. Like, the fuck? No, the TikTok you sent said uh, the Viper's going supernova. I was like, that's a thousand percent had to be used before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, I 100% think whatever happens here, especially since Ken Luke Franken, if they can work on a plan, yeah, it might work. But the plan is not to buy Gojo. I know that much. Like, that's certainly just not going to happen um, because Madison's just won't sell to y'all. That's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, B, Kendall running point on this without getting uh, any kind of, uh, I won't say traction, but him and Madison kind of have a thing going back and forth. Rome's not going to speak to him. 
uh, shit. Well, we can get to that in a minute, but like, I feel like he would have to have a cosign for it to even be to build any kind of traction. And last but not least, we've said it a million times up to this point, it's Ken. I'm not rocking with any of his half-assed plans until I see some, you know what I'm saying? We got to get this in white and get some put together where, you know what I'm saying? Like he really had me eating, uh, eating from the bowl at top of season three when he was getting the lawyers and building the team together. I was like, all right, he really might be onto something. So if he were to do that here, maybe. But just going up to Frank in some back room telling me they're like, yo, I love him, but I'm not in love with him, if you know what I mean. No, nigga, I'm not following you. So we're going to have to figure something else out. Otherwise, uh, we need to go ahead and see what we can, uh, how we can uh, get Madsen to go ahead and sell this and uh, separate peacefully. I will, I will right. say this. I will say this. When Kendall did say, let's go reverse Viking, I fucked with that, not because I thought it was a good plan, but I thought it was a good an additional good plot point to take into the end of the season. Like, oh shit. So these guys are about to really try to reverse this shit and buy that Gojo. Will it work? Mm, probably not, but it piques my interest. Cause like, what if these niggas do it? I mean, that'd be, it would, it would completely flip my prediction of what I thought was going to happen based on the beginning of the season. I thought, uh, I thought it was curtain for the kids. So it would be a good surprise for me. Just be like, okay, nice. They so Kendall actually became him. The Roy's became him or them and was somehow able to flip Gojo and, and take it. So strictly from a plot standpoint and storytelling, I'm interested in that to see if it is possible. And if it is possible, how would they do it? Am I, do I think it's going to happen? I, I'd probably say right now it's, it's 60, 40 that it's, it's not going to happen. But if some pieces fall into place and they make it interesting, I think it, it would it would uh, it could turn out to be a very interesting interesting ending to the series. Okay, okay. I mean, I just I just think with with Ken, like that is he's the king of overpromising and underperforming. Right? Let's look at all of the all of the things that he has done throughout the whole show. Start of the season, you know, he over he overcommits with Lawrence and buying Valter, right? And then realize Valter, once he gets it and pays and pays a premium for it, right? Valter's shit. They yeah. end up having to gut that organization like literally within a few weeks after the purchase of that. Then he comes back through and says he has all these documents about his dad, you know, from that Greg, you know, that Greg has hidden and everything, right? And what is the what does the lawyer say? She says, um, they're just not as explosive as we you might have that. promised, right? Right? They don't have the pack the punch that you might have alluded to, right? And right. then literally last episode, nigga was preaching eternal life. Literally <laughs> eternal life. Because we're gonna integrate everything. Nigga, you are a streaming company. Like you are you are a news company that also owns some cruises and some other shit. How the fuck? Like I've never once had, had heard them mention anything to do with pharmaceuticals, anything to do with medicine, any like anything at all. And for some reason, just because they have TV and have cruises, and now they're trying to make land cruises, right? They're gonna be able to live forever. Like it's 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 actually ridiculous that he thinks this is possible. I'm I'm gonna say this, man. He almost had me. He almost had me, man. He had, he had, he brought Frank in that room, man. That's what, that's what the thing. Like he used Frank, and you know I got that soft spot for Frank. 
And then the music came in in the background. I was like, ah, chill. I'm not about to fall for it. I'm not about to fall for it. And I was like, oh, man, one last ride, man. But nah, fuck that shit, nigga. <laughs> that shit is not going to work. We all know it. Everybody know it. Bet the house that they are not buying Waystar. I mean, they're not buying Gojo. You know what I'm saying? Even though that was the original plan and it only got flipped because of bullshit. Because but, of bullshit, yes. But I don't think they can bullshit it enough to flip yeah, it back. I don't think Kendall got it in them to, to flip it to flip it back and seal the deal. So we'll see. We'll see. Um we're running a little long, so I'll go ahead. We'll keep, we can go ahead and get to the predictions. All right. So Jesse says, Jesse Armstrong, close personal friend, says episode eight is the most shocking episode of the season to him. So with that little bit of knowledge, do we have any predictions for election day? Jimenez got it. <laughs> after, they went, after they went full racist, the Mexican man about to win. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that I think this is supposed to be a parallel to the um, the Trump Hillary uh, election, right? Was it Trump versus Hillary? Do you think it's a parallel to that one, or do you think it's a parallel to Trump Biden? Oh yeah, true. Hmm. I don't. I think what's going to happen. I mean, it's I, probably I, Trump I, Hillary is what I would. Guess. I, I feel like that's what I was feeling because I feel like I feel like Megan is going to end up winning this. To be honest, just based off like. If it is comparable to that, that's why I have a feeling that I think Minkum's going to win. Because you see in the in the preview, they were uh, Roman was trying to like. Well, the thing is, that I don't know because I feel like they're trying to fudge the numbers for the votes again, uh, like they did in the, the past election. So that's why I'm not too sure Stop what. The the yeah, so I'm I'm not too sure, but I I have a feeling that it's going to be some type of controversy like it was in real life because they're trying to mirror that because they keep trying to say this is the most important election of of our lifetime where that's ever been. So um, I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be a a lot of parallels to what's happening in in real life. So if it's Hillary Trump or Trump Biden, I'm not too sure. I'm a sicko. I want it to be, I want this to go like Jimenez wins. Mencken finds out like early enough that he's not going to win or like there's some, some shit going on because Connor's still in. It's getting weird. It's tense. What's going to happen? What's going to be a real shock to us? What if somehow Minkin ends up being uh, going to ATN and being the head of ATN or something? Like, he ends up losing this election. He works out some kind of deal with Roman. And then they do some kind of back corner deal. That's why you see them double fist pounding. And now they're like, he's working in-house for, for Waystar. I think that would be a good selling, a, a good shot to, to me as a viewer. Because now that stock price is going to touch God. For sure, like they're uh, Madison's for sure not buying it now. Secondly, I think there's a way for I don't know what, how beneficial it works out, but the kids would definitely have an an end to keep. They could definitely control the narrative, so to speak, especially with Jared Mankin on their side. So, um, do I think it's a good idea? No. Do I think it's a shocker that Jesse Armstrong would somehow cook up and throw? You know what I'm saying? The cook up at the very end of the season and have us like, oh, I wish we got a season five. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see him doing it. So in this episode, Kendall, you know, he's making his toast. He's like, you know, this is a tough one, you know, but we're all going to be friends after this. So my prediction is that nobody is going to be friends after this. I believe, I think the election is going to 
separate all the kids, like estrange them from one another. Like some shit's going to go down. I don't know what it is, but maybe it could be something like ATN leaning hard on Mankin, like maybe like, oh, awesome. Oh, the, it's not over yet type shit or like calling states earlier, you know, just like bullshit. And Shiv's not going to like that. And then Ken's going to be like, oh, shit, my kid is like, and I feel like at the funeral, everybody is going to be like on an island, like trying to get it themselves. So I feel like it's just going to shit is going to hit the fan, like for real, for real. I don't know how, but it's going to get ugly. That's what I think. Nice. All right. All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's 60 minutes of stone cold, hard succession facts from Man Gossip. The fan was if you're still listening, you a soldier. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate you. <laughs> you're not still listening? Fuck you. You can't hear it anyway. <laughs> Until next week, it's been KP. Mikey Dimes. Dr. Hate. Scotty Too Rare. <laughs> Until next week, what's sure to be another banger. Keep on watching, keep on hating. We out. Peace.